good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode number three one. Oh God, I just, uh, what a missed opportunity! I'll, I'll explain later. Episode three one four of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anako, and I'm Florence Ion. Were you going to do a pie reference? See, I just realized that this would have been an excuse for me to get one of those really big, like fourteen inch uh, pies. And it's, and it's like a Fourth of July weekend, so there's nothing but like there were good deals on pies, I bet. And that's true. Uh, you could probably still get like a frozen Marie Callender's chicken pot pie and have it for, uh, for dinner. See, I, I want I want savor. I want sweet, not savory. And I and I realized that I can buy one of these pies whenever I want, but I'm I'm very much an excuses based uh, like purchaser of things that are no good for me for the house. So, like I, <laughs> I discovered I discovered recently that. Um, uh, <laughs> these, the, you know how like in the, in the freezer section of the frozen foods section of the store, now they have these like, uh, f- uh hot fudge ice cream sundaes, like in a cup, like not, not like a little cup. I, I mean, like those. a real like cup. Yes. Uh, it's like where it actually feels as though like they actually mixed it and made it and then just simply froze it. That's rock hard. Now, uh, I usually walk to the store and back and on a, on a week like this, or even on a normally warm week. I discovered that if I buy one of these things, by the time I get back to the house with it and like put away all the groceries, that Sunday is exactly the right consistency, like soft enough. You can just dig right into it and get all the way to the bottom. Not so soupy that you wind up drinking it. And that's dangerous because my again, I'm an excuses based purchaser of desserts. I the general rule is no sweets. I don't buy any sweets for the house. But the exception is that, well, look, if I went every like four or five times a month, I go and do my shopping. I will buy for for the meal that I that I prepare that night using the fresh stuff. If I want to if I want to have like a a, a, a a peach muffin from the bakery section, yes, I'll have that peach muffin. And now it's it's like, oh, so now I could have one of those ice, hot fudge sundays. And now I'm sitting here and thinking that. You know, the store doesn't open for another 45 minutes. If we wrap up this show really quickly, I could have one of those hot food Sundays. Uh, you know, I just remembered while you were talking that I had a leftover uh, Nutella mochi waffle Ooh. in the pantry. Yeah, I just remembered that I got milk tea yesterday and made me feel sick because I'm actually lactose intolerant. I uh-huh. just never I never have like enough milk for it to really like upset me in the morning <laughs> with my coffee, you know, since we're talking about my my diet um, and our diet. Uh, you know, but the thing is, all the good things are made with milk. I And I understand there's some vegetarians and vegans yelling at me right now, and I do apologize. Uh, I'm speaking from a very much carnivorous perspective. But um, yeah, there's a lot of ice cream in my fridge right now, I will say. Yeah. I will say there's nothing like that suburban grocery store in the ice cream section in the summer. You just got to fill up your freezer with everything. It's that and waffles. That's what we've got going for us this summer. Um, I almost, 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 almost crossed the line and signed us up for toaster strudel because I thought at least with the toaster strudel, it's optional frosting for the child uh-huh. and the adults can get the frosting, right? Because we can, we we have the allowance for that or so we tell ourselves, um, but I didn't do it. Anyway. Not only not only that, though, you can take the packets and you know how like uh, shame, uh, shame based alcoholics have those little like vodka airline nips that they sort yes. of like hide in the center console of the car. So you can have these little packets of like the, the, the frosting and just, you know, take a little hit when you need like that'll uh, help my uh, insulin to go my... up to 230. I always have like I really should go get myself checked out, like figure out why if, if I do have like low blood sugar. Or whatever, or something. I definitely am a hangry person. Ah. Yeah. I'm always a person with a candy bar or a bag of nuts in her bag. I gotta, gotta do that. You gotta do that. Um, which is why I sit by me when we're at a press event, because then I will always feed you. I always have extra snacks on hand. Wow. Because I, I, I just realized that on top of that being your basic nature, now you're also a mom, which means that your purse probably has, at the very least, mints. Or hard candies. I bet you're um, up the game. It's funny you say that. I've started carrying Tic Tacs again. <laughs> the fruity kind, though, Andy. Yep. I love... Oh, those have, are good. Have, Andy have, held up the Mentos. I have, I have Mentos, which I bought partly because I needed cash and the ATM 
and right. the neighborhood isn't open, so I had to go to the, the drugstore. And also because, and the, so the thing I just decided to buy buy to get like forty dollars cash back, but also because the main reason why I buy mints is because hey, that's an interesting plastic case. I bet that after I eat all the mints, I could use it to store like uh, like uh, SD cards, or maybe even use it as a case for a Raspberry Pi project. I never buy them based on this. Is it sugar free? Is it is it okay for my for okay as a dentifrice? I think I used to do something with the Tic Tac uh, boxes when I was a kid, but I can't remember. Um, Speaking of food, by the way, I just want to make a very slight digression because it is our so-called day of independence. I'm rolling my eyes while saying this um, (laughs) this weekend that we are celebrating an observance of. I'm rolling my eyes again. Freedom is an illusion, man. We're not a democracy. We're a republic. I mean... He's right. Uh, But as a result, so for some reason, this is like the first year in since I was a child and my parents dictated my schedule that I'm spending the day of America's flag with my Romanian contingent. Yeah, for you know, we're still like people. Some people are having a hot vac summer, you know, like they're just all out and they're like having fun. But because because me and my friends are are the olds now. Well, it's because a bunch of us got children. Uh. Just, you know. <laughs> yeah, we it's like, I, I love the I love the choice of phrase. It's like, oh, a bunch of us got the flu, so we're all our energy level is low. We kind of want to stay home. But it's true. It's like after this whole pandemic, you know, is gone, a bunch of new children will have been <laughs> brought into the fold. And so a lot of people have had to change around, you know, agendas and things of the sort. Anyway, that's all to say that my mother asked for the shopping list for this weekend. And because she didn't know at all, like what she's like, well, what should I, you know, if I'm going to host this, like what my husband, who is the American one said, (laughs) you got to get all American food. So he made this long list (laughs) of things that she needs to get. Um, and it's it's a very good list that I, I would like to just like quickly read a couple of things that were on the list, just, you know, in case anybody needs inspiration. Beef hot dogs, chicken apple sausage, pre-made hamburger patties, Kraft Singles cheese. Mm, yeah, Kraft. Tomatoes for slicing, lettuce, hamburger buns, hot dog buns, six pack of Miller High Life. <laughs> One, one six pack? <laughs> That's just for Eric. It's okay. My nope. That's fine. That's a that's a good list. You don't you don't want to make the mistake of like uh there 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 are a few American holidays where look, it's Thanksgiving. There are things you can make out apart f- in addition to the turkey, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the green beans, and the and the rolls and the cranberry sauce. But if you decide to go fancy and substitute because you saw something in Oprah magazine or whatever, it's not going to end well. And if, correct. And if you have like Fourth of July, all we're asking for is again hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken breasts. Just throw them on the grill, but baste them with like barbecue sauce from a jar. Put them on rolls. Put them on buns. Rip open the ripple potato chips if you want to be fancy. Fill up a chest with ice and beverages. You're good. If you decide that, no, 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 we're going to make sort of a salute to to 18 cultures. Like, no, just. Those grocery store food magazines. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's, listen, I love, I love looking at food photos. I love the lengths that photographers go to make food look good. But I tell (laughs) you, there's nothing like a bunch of hamburgers and hot dogs. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm. Uh, speaking of overdoing it in the Fourth of July, so um, we were talking er- earlier that uh, my town Fourth uh, of July fireworks are uh, on Saturday night, the night before Fourth uh, of July, and it's in my neighborhood. I can go to the town beach where the actual where the music and the fireworks show actually is, but I can actually get a really great view of them from like the. the- so you guys are still doing them this summer because they canceled our fireworks due to the pandemic because. Well, because I live, the small town was like, Mm. we can't afford to spend the 80K that we budget every year for these fireworks. So if we don't know if we're allowed, so we're just not going to do it. 
Um, well, fortunately, um, <laughs> the the pandemic did not affect the operation of meth labs in our community. So the police and fire department confiscated enough of those like really volatile chemicals used in the production of meth. I have no idea what they are, but apparently they make they make nice bright explosions. Apparently, a lot of metallic salts are involved mm. in the production mm-hmm. production. Did they get this of, idea from LAPD? I'm sure they did. They they saw a YouTube video uh, uh-huh. and they backed it up. They they ran it by a Reddit sub. Reddit subreddit, and they're feeling pretty good about this. So uh, it's it'll work out. But so uh, so instead of having what I the only thing I what I don't like about Fourth of July fireworks is that every time I've gone with friends and it's been okay. So we're gonna spend forty five minutes to an hour driving to the place, and right. we have to like knock around for about two and a half hours, and then. It'll be over in six minutes, and then it'll take us four hours just to get back to our cars. You can't just show up. You can't just show up to like a a, a small town Fourth of July situation because everybody's already in there. There from the county, like from the outer burbs, everyone's there with their children and their and their fold out beach chairs and you know their coolers taking up spots and saving a spot for the parade. Right. <sighs> yeah, 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 people. So I so I I have a there's a spot like uh, near the cove like uh, on the on over the cove, the cove. Uh, that you can see the you can see the fireworks perfectly well also it's not uh, it's a it's a place where people will f- people will find it like by the time it's like 20 to 30 minutes before the fireworks they're not going to think about it like an hour before it's also maybe 40 to 50 yards away from my house so which means that uh I've I've only done this uh, once before, where I realized that hey, but if I if it really is only like a five minute walk, if I I can take not just like my my folding camp chair, but I can take the folding camp stool and use that as a like a footrest and the tripod for my camera and a cooler that's full of like cool stuff and uh, Miller and, High and Life, stress. yes. Uh, Diet Dr. Pepper, plus a couple of Mexican Cokes and glass bottles, plus like a couple of movies on a tablet to watch. And just basically, I will enjoy sitting outside for like an hour, hour and a half, just like watching movies. And then when the fireworks start, simply reach up to the remote wired controller on the camera and just keep randomly <laughs> clicking buttons from essentially what is a lazy boy recliner. That is and be and be home again like five minutes after it's over. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not I'm looking for. I'm out of there as I have an exit strategy. Unlike Donald Rumsfeld, I have an it. I came into it with an ed- exit strategy. <laughs> there I said it. Ah, uh, yeah, you did. Um, you did. Well, Andy, I hope that you and I have safe weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Um, hey, so Andy had a note in our in our podcast notes today that I was going to talk about Android 12. And I just realized I never charged that phone uh, after last week. I just, I just didn't want, we probably, as, as you recall, uh, you, 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 you installed the Android 12 beta. Of oh, the latest it's still version on. Just, just kidding. Oh, there's oh, 40% left. I just, I just wanted to, we, we tease people because like all throughout the show, like apps were still updating. So we didn't get a chance to talk about it. So I thought that was going to be our big cliffhanger. So all the people who are going to be coming in to, to episode three, one, four specifically, to, to find out what the I'm what's sorry going on I killed there. the bit a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, looks the same to me, guys. All right, well, there's there 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 you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I never I, I it's it's random almost the period at the time at which I feel it's safe to even install uh, like a beta, like a, a public beta. Today, a whole bunch of uh, Really, all of the Apple OS betas, public betas, dropped for the first time today, and I'm like, but I really don't want to have. I, I like I like my stuff working. I don't want to find out that the Microsoft Outlook app on my phone doesn't work anymore, and knowing that I'm the person responsible for it, it's okay if there's like a bug in like the release version, and I can just be angry at this trillion dollar company when it's something that I inflicted upon myself. That I it was a self own. I stepped on the rake. It's it's the sort of stuff I try to avoid. My opinion of myself course. is not high enough as it is. Of course. I mean, just pay attention to uh, Mac OS beta Twitter that's been happening this <laughs> week if you want to just – granted, this is a show about, about Google. But uh, <laughs> when things are in beta, everyone, I think, can find um, can find some common ground on the annoyances of things not being quite – 
quite there. But the nice thing about this beta is, is opt-in. You don't have to opt into it. <laughs> exactly. But you're not like super missing out on anything right now. So yeah. don't worry about it. And if you think that you are, you could always read my articles at gizmodo.com because <laughs> I'm still writing about this and still uncovering some things. And um, I think that a lot of the stuff that's going to be big about Android 12 is not going to even be the interface. I think that there's actually something else at play here. And the interface is just a nice little dressing for what's going on. Or if I'm if I'm interpreting what you're saying correctly, a, some sort of a false flag operation. Am I right? No, mm, no. I could be wrong because <sighs> I still don't know exactly what is meant by false flag operation, except that there are a lot of silly people that seem to think that that's a very, very dangerous thing. I... Well, I was trying to figure out some sort of metaphor on how to equate it, but I'm I'm struggling. So I think I'll just say this. There's going to be a lot more to Android 12 than just these new looks. I think it's a movement. It's more than just a new look. It's a movement. I'm chasing something. I'm chasing something on, on my end. I've just been, it's been a very interesting, listen, let me, let me tell you where I'm coming from just very quickly. I don't want us to spend too much time on this, but I've been spending time with a non-Android device. Um, I should say a non-Google's Android device okay. with no play services, no Google Play Store on there. And I have learned some things about the Google ecosystem that are really opening to my eye, opening my eyes into uh, what it is that is my reality. I'm not going to talk about it yet, but I, I I am so glad that this is not like we're, we're we're coming up to our first commercial break, and if this were an episode of Columbo and like or I'm like a, a, a primetime <laughs> mystery and like well I'm a I'm a I'm a tech journalist and there are things I've been learning about this that I'm in, uncovering. We know that oh things are not going to end well for this character. This is going to be. I just I'm starting to realize commercial break there'll be some joggers trading quips as they jog along the waterfront and then hey what's that is that a a seal watch up oh my god I think it might be something a little more inward I just I'm starting to really realize how like locked in I am into Google yeah like because I tried to use so I'm talking about the Huawei MatePad Pro which my review should be going up soon and I got to finally play with Harmony OS. And I will talk about it more once the review is published. I'm not going to give it away, okay? Um, so probably next week we'll maybe talk about it a little more. So I'll tease. I'll say I found out through this, my time with this device, that I'm actually a lot more locked in than I think. I think the only reason we don't call Google a walled garden is because it's not necessarily a walled garden. It's more like an open soccer field. <laughs> anybody could come in and out but once you're there and you're in the game i mean you have to stay until the game is done and the game hasn't finished yet uh, it's a very sinister <laughs> game indeed well we, we talked we talked a lot about of a uh, lot about uh future operating systems we're gonna be talking about windows 11 oh, because God. windows 11 is now an android that's, platform that's all i've been writing about is windows 11 oh I... god i know uh, so we talked about it on the radio this morning, too. Unfortunately, we found other more interesting things to talk about uh, because this is a more of a national thing. Um, we're also going to be talking about some actually mostly good news. Um, and if you are not a fan of Google, maybe the good news is that the, Google is picking fights with Microsoft which is going to be very, very entertaining for people who like to see Google feel the pain. Uh, But all of this stuff is going to be coming up after this message. Thank you very much. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. Today's internet users expect a fast web experience. No matter how targeted your marketing content or how sleek your website is, they'll bounce if a page is loading too slow. But with real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance affects your visitors' experience so you can take action before your business is impacted. All for as low as $10 a month. Whether your visitors are dispersed around the world or across browsers, devices, and platforms, Pingdom helps you identify bottlenecks, troubleshoot performance, and make informed optimizations. Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so it's built for scalability. This means you can monitor millions of page views, not just sample data, at an affordable price. Get live site performance visibility today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. 
Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to buy, use the code material at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and RelayFM. So as often happens, we are talking about a, a competing operating system right now, but it is actually Google-related. It's specifically Google-related. Microsoft had their big Windows 11 rollout demo first live fire exercise it last week. It was an week. event last week. Event. It was a, it was it a, was it was a shindig. It was a hootenanny. It was a... Whatever I don't know. It was it was a for it was Microsoft. I'm trying to remember your... what it was like, and I can't remember it because I've watched so many virtual conferences and keynotes yeah. that I'm like, was Satya Nadella there? <laughs> he's the he's the bald one, isn't he? I know there's there's a <laughs> bald one. There's like a skinny one with gray hair. There's one with a mustache and dark hair. Listen, all I know, Andy, is that there were so many buzzwords I almost took off into outer space. Like, it was just yeah. buzz, buzz, buzz. I was like, come on, guys. Just show us the dark mode. Yeah. My, Microsoft keynotes are always weird, partly because, like, when Apple or Google do their, like, big, hey, we got something big to show you in terms of what their next operating system is going to be, they really have figured out exactly what they want to say, and they're choosing, like, what they're, what they're saying tactically, whereas Microsoft is, and it'll be completely orange. And then two days later... Well, okay, I know that we demoed it and it was actually purple. What we meant by orange was that in certain display parameters, every th- every day there's going to be like more more particulars about, okay, I guess we could have put that better or I guess we forgot to actually mention the important part of that. Uh, the important part of this for us is that Windows mm. 11 is going to run Android apps, not through emulation and not through some sort of special like Natively, ex- babies. Natively and locally, you will be able to go to the Microsoft App Store. We got that X86 in there. What, what? (laughs) Power of Pentium. (laughs) This is what happens when we talk about Windows, by the way. My inner gamer comes out. So I'm already like, it's. I'm sorry. Can we, can sorry, we, Andy. Can, can I get, can, uh, can, can I like, it will activate like the turbo switch on the top of in front of my PC where it'll go from 66 to 104. You know what, buddy? Don't laugh about that. By the way, I found out Chrome OS can do turbo boosting. I didn't know about that. <laughs> like five years on the platform. I didn't know that you could overclock the CPU in a Chrome OS. <laughs> I would not advise you do that, please. Yes. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> you too can join in on the fun of totally burning out a $130 CPU <laughs> because you wanted to get, you thought that 141 <laughs> frames per second wasn't enough and you wanted to get 146. Go ahead. Uh, all right. Okay, so we're, we're getting, getting Android getting apps. We're getting Android way. apps. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't seem like an add on feature, like something that was like a weekend project. They actually seem to think this through. Um, well, that was Windows 10X was supposed to have, they had some. Again, I've been writing a lot about this, so I've had time to like look into the past. And I actually didn't know (laughs) because I'm so on the Android and Google side of things when I'm reporting. Um, But it's been very interesting to kind of read back on the trajectory and see that like Microsoft has been moving towards this. Hmm. Yes. But were they they even committed to 10x? It's like it's one of like the two or three different Windows initiatives. They were committed to the idea of the dual screen device. And I think because the duo did not you know, play the piano the way they want. Being discounted 75%, uh, only not not that far after its release. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's very true. So, But yeah, so I'm I'm kind of, I'm all week long, I've been sort of thinking about this and trying to figure it out because on the one hand, they do seem to have implemented this as though it's a top tier sort of feature, meaning that there's a there's a new Microsoft app store where you go to get like all of your Windows 11 apps mm-hmm. and now if you do a search for like Instagram or mm-hmm. uh, or TikTok TikTok yeah you will get you will get the hits oh well here's TikTok uh, it will be and it will tell you oh by the way this will be coming from the Amazon app store and then when you click it apparently Amazon is providing like a, an app uh, that goes through there so at least it, it isn't necessarily going directly through the Microsoft app store but at least the Microsoft app store is your point of search your point of discovery for it uh, they're doing it in a very very real way 
um, Android apps can be Intel based. They can be ARM based, just as uh, Windows 11 machines can be ARM or Intel. And if it's running Intel code on an Intel Windows machine, it'll just run it natively. If it's running a uh, cross-platform, then it will do some sort of homologation uh, to get it to work. Apparently, what it does, uh, the system does, is it will uh, not necessarily reinterpret the code. It will just simply uh, create sort of like a meta app as you launch Realign the TikTok it. app. Realignment, exactly. Reeducation, so to speak. <laughs> so to sort of like refit, retrofit it with like the support for the start menu and windowing and snapping left and right and being able to have presence in the taskbar. So it's not like you're it seems like it's gonna have like a top-tier experience. At the same time, I'm just I still can't figure out like what Microsoft thinks this is going to be, like how how what value it's gonna add as a feature. Like people it's it's nice to have TikTok on Windows, I suppose, but most of the apps that I have on my Android device are there is some sort of a, a web based alternative that is usually as good. I mean, ho- home automation is the exception, but other than that, I am struggling on this as well, Andy. And I even like tried writing about it last week, which I I did publish something. Um, and I got to tell you guys, I completely forgot what I wrote. Um, I forgot to, I forgot to add it to our notes, but regardless, um, I remember that when I was like researching for that story and just sort of thinking about it, um, I struggled to find a reason why you would want to use the Amazon app store as sort of your leader, because they don't really have the apps that people want from the play store. You're not getting an apples to apples situation here. You're not going to be able to install Gmail. And yes, there is at Microsoft did say, or I should say a noted developer at Microsoft (laughs) made a tweet where he enthusiastically said yes when somebody asked if there would be sideloading. But we don't have details about that. And based on my experience sideloading APKs into a non-Google Bless device, it's kind of a pain in the butt without play services on the back end. And I'm not, I'm kind of feeling that that's not going to happen the way we're thinking. It's not going to be even a Chromebook situation where you could just maybe drop an APK in there. And right now to do that on Chromebook is like absurdly, ridiculously hard, but they said they were going to fix it in the future update. So, um, but I'm imagining that it would be a lot easier on Google's platform than it would be on Microsoft's platform is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, and and Microsoft did make a point, maybe a, a, a subtle dig against Apple, saying uh, when they talked about the Microsoft uh, Microsoft App Store, they're saying no, they're completely open to allowing like other store other app stores to have a presence inside the the Microsoft sure. App Store. So maybe this means that. If Google were ever to lose their minds and decide to want to bring the Play Store in, they could do that. Or if someone wanted to create, uh, if, if, as you say, APKs are so hard to install, if someone wanted to open up like sort of a third-party app store that says, hey, all, all of you developers who have Android apps uh, that you want to make available to Windows 11, you can place it within our app store. We have a deal with Microsoft and we will handle it. We will handle the the cash transactions. We will uh, give you like ninety percent of the profits, and the user will have this one click seamless install experience. That uh, I have been, I have a, spent half my lifetime making sure I don't get burned after a Microsoft keynote. Thinking, well, you know, if if they were really wanted to do this, here's something that they, according to what they said, wouldn't be impossible. But no, it turns out that they decided not to do that or not to do anything cool about it. But it is interesting enough the the only other the only thing i really thought about when it comes to what use android apps could be uh, is that if uh, another thing that microsoft was really trying to push hard is that we're we're windows is here to help other people make money as well and they weren't talking just about app mm. developers they're talking about hardware developers and mm. another big underlying mm. feature is that it's not really locked into the idea of a computer as a, a, a keyboard, a pointing device, and a screen. It's flexible right. enough so that if you have something as simple as, well, you've got a laptop, but you've got two external screens plugged into it when it's on your desk, it will very, very handily switch between those two modes very, very easily, all the way to, well, what if there's 
uh, what, what if there is like a, a Windows PC that is kind of like the Surface Duo where it's two screens separated by a hinge? Windows 11 will let you do that. What if you want to do uh, a design that I've seen from Asus and other people where uh, like a, a gaming and like editing PCs where there's actually like a wide, uh, a second wide uh, color screen set into like the main deck above the keyboard. So it would be kind of interesting to have like an, a phone sized screen tucked away somewhere like under the, uh, under the, the, the wrist pads uh, next to the uh, next to the trackpad, where if you want to have like Spotify installed there, if you want to have a uh, Twitter app installed there, that could be kind of interesting. So it's, uh, I don't know if they have a plan like that, but once again, it is interesting enough that you, it makes me think about, uh, a handheld that is uh, maybe the size of a really big phone that is nonetheless uh, a Windows 11 uh, a Windows 11 device that's been modified and enhanced to work well as a handheld, but also you can install Android apps on it as well. All these things are kind of possible. Again, let's see if Microsoft does anything with any of these ideas. These are just speculations on my part, but hey. You they- know what else is a speculation? is whether or not Microsoft had a choice with whether or not to go between Amazon and Google. Hmm. I'm sure I'm sure Google wasn't, oh my God, what a great idea. This is exactly the shot in the arm we've been looking for for Android 12. No, and I, I wanted to kind of like bring something up. This is complete conjecture, but it's kind of something that I've been thinking about, which is what was related to what we were talking about in our little chat, intro chat. So Android 12 is bringing app bundles, right? Yeah. And they've kind of been in use. And I noticed since I've been downloading more APKs that a lot of them are uh, coming through the pipeline as APK packages. So not just like the Android package, but it's a whole like different bits that you're downloading. And um, it's very hard to get those to just install on any Android device. So a lot of these third-party apps have been sprouting up. I think APK Mirror has one as well that will help you install the package. It'll do it on the back end for you. And by the way, as a side note, if you're doing this APK stuff, it'll also make sure it's updated. It's kind of nice. But I was just thinking about that, about how proprietary that is, because a lot of people that are getting excited about this sideloading on Windows 11, what if that's not a possibility with the way... Google's going to force developers to submit their apps to be in the Play Store. What if Google is okay? So it says here in the Android 12, um, excuse me, in the Android developers blog, it was actually posted this week on the 29th of June. Google Play will start requiring new apps to be published with the Android app bundle starting August 2021. This will replace the APK as the standard publishing format. Um, And it shows an icon of a .aab app bundle. So it's starting to, I don't know if the APK packages is necessarily completely related and anybody out there who's listening would like to offer a perspective on this or correct me or whatnot, I t- please tweet at me at oh, that flow. Um, I would love to hear from you because I have, I've just been thinking ever since this news came out last week, I'm really trying to understand like what the gameplay is here and what like the down the line uh, picture is, and I'm kind of feeling like maybe Microsoft didn't have a choice. And it now that if Google's going to be not necessarily locking itself in, but keeping its three billion users on a more proprietary path, which makes sense <laughs> for them, right? Uh, money wise, then how is Microsoft supposed to compete with that? Well, this uh, another thing that's been going through my mind is that um, um, oftentimes I forget that Microsoft is a, is its own very very special entity on the basis it's of the fact massive, that massive huge remember still runs nearly seventy percent of the operating systems in the world. Yeah, I've, I've I've heard it's higher than that, but it depends. It depends on how you calculate yeah. it. But uh, the the fact that they don't have they're not there there's no chance in the immediate future of them losing market share to a considerable extent simply by virtue of the fact that look we make an operating system that's compatible with pretty much any piece of hardware that any manufacturer wants to make maybe this is uh, whereas 
Um, I try to think in terms of, well, if this is Apple, then this is what they're trying to do. Or if this is Google, this is what their strategy is to help help out their situation with Android. With Microsoft, they could say, yeah, what the hell? We got the subsystem that we were, were we had developed for this other product that didn't go anywhere. We'll put it into Android. We'll put it into Windows 11. And if a third party wants to create a new class of devices that takes advantage of it, so much the better. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt us any... And it will help help us uh, cement our position. I mean, it's been their strategy since day one, and look at them. I mean, they're coming at you right now from a Windows 10 PC, which, by the way, in case anybody's curious, does not is not eligible for an upgrade. (laughs) My silicone's too old. Uh, Well, we'll we'll have to figure out. And once again, this this is Microsoft, so all of this could be completely rescinded by by October when Windows 11. No, I don't. I don't think. I mean. Okay, truthfully, you can't use the Android thing anyway right now in the right. uh, developer build that's out. So we won't know. You're right until the fall. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Let's talk about some good stuff that's happening. Uh, good stuff that. Uh, oh, well, actually, oh, before we go, before we go for the next commercial, well, I was since, say. We're, <laughs> since we're talking about Microsoft anyway, uh, Google and Microsoft have agreed to start suing each other again. Uh, isn't that great? So if you're a lawyer Listen, and you're trying lawyers, to get double hours. Yeah, I was going to say, keep them. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so you might not have known that they actually signed like a mutual non-aggression pact in 2015 because they had like 18 lawsuits against each Jeez, other. Just like Microsoft and Apple were like suing each other uh, into oblivion in the late 90s or with one company going into oblivion. Microsoft was handling it quite well. Um, but uh, m- mostly those lawsuits came about as a result of Google buying up Motorola and getting access to all of these like uh, mobility patents that Microsoft kept saying, hey, 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 that's ours. We don't, you can't, you, you can't do this because we own the patent for this. So in 2015, they decided that it is, was non-productive to have a dozen and a half major lawsuits regarding <laughs> integral and important technologies. So they basically set up uh, a system so that they could work out these issues outside the court system. Um, but uh, apparently the ceasefire came to an end this year, God, uh, this, uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, so the, obviously and you can guess what the, what this, what the breaking point was all about. It was about the ad business where the or Google and Microsoft were arguing about uh, how Google is. was handling the ad business and Microsoft trying to get uh, their own ad system up and running in a in favorable way uh, with Bing. And apparently the negotiations or arguments went all the way up to the point where it was this it was this two CEOs of the company having to like talk to each other directly to hash these out. None of this worked. And so now that that uh, uh, that agreement is gishfinkto which is probably worse news for Google than for Microsoft because if there's one huge company, the tech company's name that almost never comes up when we're talking about antitrust operations, both in the U.S. and worldwide, and that's Microsoft. And if now Microsoft can make the same complaints against Google to United States and world courts that everybody else is making against Google – that's useful for the uh, regulators who want to put the hurt on Google saying, well, we, we tried to operate in the ad business, but those mean awful Googles are, you know, we're just the makers of Windows. We only have 82% of the, of the desktop market. Oh, what the right. hell it's can 82. we do? Yeah. Uh, so that's whereas Google can't say, yeah, well, okay, we actually, you did, you did win us. You, you guys did win that lawsuit against uh, Microsoft uh, a bunch of years ago. And now you don't have, okay. well, that's no good. Maybe we should have, maybe we should have been a little bit more friendly towards Microsoft when we talked about that whole ad business. So again, fun, fun, fun. So long as you are again, either a lawyer who's doing billable hours or you like hearing, <laughs> you like seeing, uh, imagining Sundar Pichai, you know, carrying this big load of like of like bricks and then microsoft putting here's one more brick for you to carry oh okay now it's even harder for you to walk forward isn't that fun oh boy yes i'm imagining Uh, in my mind all right uh let's have a let's go uh, to let's go to another ad and then we will talk about some pretty good news for for google these days This episode of Material is brought to you by ExpressVPN. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but when you open an incognito window, there's a little note that tells you that your activity could still be visible to your employer, your school, or your ISP. 
If you really want to stop people from seeing the sites you visit, you need to use ExpressVPN. Think about all the times you've used Wi-Fi at a coffee shop or a hotel. Without ExpressVPN, every site you visit could be logged by the admin of that network. And that's still true even when you're in an incognito mode. What's more, your home internet provider could also see and record your browsing data. And in the U.S., they're legally allowed to sell that data to advertisers. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts all of your network data and reroutes it through a network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays just that, private. ExpressVPN works on all your devices and is super easy to use. The app literally has one button, just tap it to connect, and your browsing activity is secure from prying eyes. I've been using ExpressVPN for a few years now. I like to use it when, uh, you know, I'm going on the internet looking for, uh, well, let's just say... It's uh, it's not easy being on the Romanian internet, so sometimes it's nice to use ExpressVPN as my little portal way through it. Stop letting strangers invade your online privacy. Protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash material. Go to expressvpn.com slash material to get three extra months free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash material to learn more. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of the show and all of Relay FM. Well, uh, we might have been a bit premature when, or to, I'll say I might have been a little bit premature when in writing the show doc, I made this snarky uh, comment about how oh, <laughs> Google keeps trying to have this uh, rich communication services standard become a standard, but they keep failing at it. Now they've completely failed at it. Now I had good, re- there was probably a good, uh, good reason for me to make that snarky remark. Uh, beyond which that I'm a very uptight and insecure pure person who tries to attack people more successful and uh, than I am as a way of making myself feel like a real big man. Uh, so let's put that aside. Uh, but uh, good news for Google and for rich communication services. This is the standard that kind of tries to update SMS, the text messaging protocol, to give like more, give every basic uh, text messaging service a lot of the features that iMessage has that people like, like uh, like the ability to like having long, long texts instead of like just limited, limited to character, character accounts, being able to see that a message was read and received, seeing that someone's typing, that kind of cool stuff. Uh, and Google finally scored a really big victory in their campaign to uh, to get this thing as a, going as a standard. Uh, AT&T this week agreed to uh, embrace the standard completely. That was scattered before then, but they also agreed to use the Android Messages app as their default messaging app on all Android phones. So no more custom weird AT&T SMS app, uh, and it does have full support support for rich communication services. So hopefully this means that like our text messaging will not be as lame as my Star Trek phone from like 2005 before I got my first iPhone. But um, I hope. hate to tell you, by the way, it's it's now called Messages by Google. Very good. Yeah. Messages by Google. Messages so by six Google. syllables instead of three syllables. Okay. Yeah. Uh, messages by Google. I mean, I am on Big Red. I'm on Verizon, so I will not get this. Andy, you're going to get it before I do. Um, and by it, I mean you're going to get all the read receipts and all the <laughs> high resolution MMS text. Me- well, it's not MMS. Excuse me, it's RCS. You're right. going to get all that. You know, the video is going to look good. Images are going to look good. You're going to know when somebody's typing. You're going to get reactions only between other Android users, though. Um. Wi-Fi messaging, which right, is that was another cool thing, which is, yeah, something that iMessage has had for a long time. Reason that a person on a flight on an iPhone can send me a text message, which I was always like, huh, how are you <laughs> texting me? You're in the air. But um, until Verizon gives in, we're kind of. And by the way, I had no idea that AT&T had slightly more market share than Verizon. I thought Verizon was the biggest one, mm. but Something I'm very curious what marketing worked because <laughs> it's a, I, th- I think you have to come down to um, uh, AT and T's lies about uh, 4G and then 5G were more effective than Verizon's lies about 4G and then 5G. I, I wonder. I don't know if 5G has anything to do with it. I feel like that's a huge stretch, but I know that. Verizon's had a hard time with their 5G marketing because they use the high spectrum MM wave and 
Anyway, regardless of all that, which, until which works, which works great if you're within line of sight of an actual. <laughs> yeah, an actual I don't live in downtown San Francisco. I live in like yeah. a a suburb. So until it's out here, it doesn't matter. But yeah, we really need it's. It, this is just more proof that the carriers are the reason that all of this has been uh, dragging its feet in the U.S. Because as far as I know, RCS is in plenty of other parts of the world. Other yep. carriers support it. So it's about time for the U.S. to go th- toward the standard. It's just frustrating because I know Verizon is probably trying to hold out for its own messaging apps. Yeah, They always, um, they really like to put, push their messages plus app or whatever it's called now, which I haven't seen in ages because I don't buy phones from them anymore. I buy everything unlocked. But my mom still has it on her phones because she still uses a subsidy through the carrier and all she uses Messages Plus. And I'm like, you've got to stop using that. <laughs> I am not like your messages break on me all the time because you use this different messaging app than me and my husband. Like, it's just a mess. It's a mess of messages. And I don't know, by the way, if we can completely blame it on Google. Just Okay, good point. I mean, excellent point. Because they tried to do the whole consortium, whatever thing that they were not a consortium. Then the carriers tried to put together their own consortium for their own version. Of, and it's just all a mess. It's all a yeah. mess. I, I think that I think the triggering of my little amusing amusing thing a few weeks ago was that, or actually it was a couple of months ago, more like, was that uh, they had tried to hold together a very loose confederation of hardware makers. And like almost all of them decided to pull out around the same period. And so it seemed as though one of their biggest bases of support. And one of the problems of this is always going to be wireless companies, man. They they institutionally, they don't understand any system that doesn't help them screw their customers at the expense of everybody else. If there's a way to say that, well, we we have our own text messaging standard that allows us to charge 38 cents per message and sell messages only in blocks of 30. And, but what if, what about this international standard that works great elsewhere? Well, it would be great for our users, but I don't see how that would allow us to add 18 to $40 for the surcharges. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, that there's help uh, me. so, so someday, someday there's going to be uh, like some sort of a Thunderdome sort of situation where the only way we're going to get justice is we're going to throw in the top executives from wireless companies, the top executives from cable companies, the top executives from healthcare insurance companies, uh, and maybe one or two other specific industries that are just notorious for how is this legal? Oh, well, because we're a half a trillion dollar company and we can buy whatever legislation we want. Thank you for being a customer. Not that you have any choice whatsoever. Um, but yeah. uh, okay, another another piece of good news for Google is that they've partnered with Unity uh, to bring the Unity game engine to Chromebooks, which seems like a footnote, but it means that given how how youthful the market for Chromebooks is, the fact that uh, game developers can now target Chromebooks specifically uh, to because unlike unlike phones and other mobile devices, Chromebooks do have keyboards. They have trackpads. They have other cool Youthful, stuff like that. Andy, Chromebooks have increased like threefold since the pandemic started yes. in sales. Everybody pretty much has a Chromebook now in their household. So this is genius. If you yeah. can push uh, a game from a couple of years ago on a PC, something that's still like charting on Steam, if you can push that through Unity, which the whole point of the Unity developer suite is that they unite all, you know, they make it easy to just yep. push a game to any platform, which is why indie developers absolutely love it and why they, they've they been courting them for years. Imagine like all those indie games that are on the Nintendo Switch coming to uh, a Chromebook and yeah. then you just add like a Bluetooth controller and that is a little gaming PC, quote unquote, for your kid who... Well, it's going to maybe be really frustrating because they'll go from school to, to gaming. But, you know, I mean, it was like that before anyway. So exactly. that's your own thing, your screen time. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good stuff. All they, so there's a big blog post on uh, the Unity developer blog about how basically here, we've added on the developer, developer environment, there's two new checkboxes. If you check the yeah. Chrome OS checkboxes, now you can build, you rebuild your code. It's exactly. Not, quite, not for if you want, not if you want to take advantage of all the new features that you'll get. But it, they seems as though they have not made it uh, unnecessarily difficult to do that. And but yeah, I mean, you're right. There's the first thing that I was thinking of is that all the 
what a feather what a feather in the cap for for Chrome OS and for Google particular and for what a great uh, thing for all these game developers because not the the fact that so many hundreds of thousands of kids their their schools are giving them Chromebooks they're they're giving them a game system <laughs> for well for, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little dubious it's about how out, probably yeah but well no I'm also thinking about like the the really underpowered chips that they put in those kids Chromebooks. I mean, they've got right. like two gigs of RAM. It's that's you're not, but not, you're but not doing we're, anything. Where not not all not all games are like Halo quality. It's a lot of these, a lot of them are like retro style games. There's they're really tricky, cool gameplay, and also part of this uh, suite of new features for the development environment is to be able to like essentially ask the Chromebook, hey, what are you capable of doing? And then optimize your game so that, okay, if you've got, if you've got one of these water-soluble CPUs in this Chromebook, here is a way to dumb everything down so it'll actually be playable and you'll get decent frame rates. So <sighs> I'm pretty I, excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm, hope, I'm trying to hold out hope for Chromebooks. By the way, I can share this. Um, I got in a new Chromebook. I got in another Acer. I got in their 17-inch Chromebook, which is the first (laughs) 17-inch Chromebook on the market. And I am going to dive into it this weekend because I'm doing the review on it. So I will have more for you on that. Um, They sent me just the entry-level one. It's $380. For a (laughs) 17-inch Oh, but Well, it's supposed to be like a family, like a kitchen computer. That's kind of what they... Exactly. So I'm going to try it out and I'm very, I'm excited. I'm excited to use Chrome OS on a giant screen. I, I am I'm very curious to see because up until now, I've only had these like dinky 14 inch screens, which I'm realizing now are like really small for a quote unquote desktop environment. True. I mean, that's why I use an external monitor with my PC. <laughs> uh, I have a laptop. So I'll let you know next week for that one too. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a scene, man. It's gonna be a real scene. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, I am just very into this operating system, but uh there is a bunch it's, of stuff that really needs to be fixed about it. Yeah. I think. Cause as much as it can do a lot of stuff, and just because it has all the same hardware as like a as a PC doesn't mean again, it's not an apples to apples comparison. Yeah. It's not it's, it's not going to be appropriate for everything that a laptop or a real PC can do, but so it will flex its specific muscles. Uh, the fact that it can't it can't swim like a fish, maybe it swims like a duck, but swimming like a duck is perfectly good for what a duck is designed to do. That's true. They also have the same kind of water wicking feathers. Anyway, we don't always have good news about Google, but uh, this week we absolutely do. Uh, We're going to take a little break. And after that, we're going to be talking about this really great portal that Google has created to help people who are dealing with food insecurity. So Google has just launched a brand new portal again to help people who are dealing with food insecurity. You go to findfoodsupport.withgoogle.com. And you get this magnificent webpage that clicks together a huge pile of resources for people who, again, have food insecurity, who can't afford uh, to uh, feed themselves or their family or in some problems of, of getting access to food. Uh, it's uh, uh, You start off with it's got a search tool for nearby food banks, school lunch programs, and other mm-hmm. local support organizations. If you uh, have never been on the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program or SNAP before, it'll mm-hmm. give you information. Here's what it is, and here's like links to where you find out in your state how to sign up for it. Uh, subtopics for specific groups who might have opportunities that other people might not have or other needs that other people might not have, such as seniors and military families. And for those of you who were surprised to find military families, uh, that the family of active duty military that is going without enough food and need assistance, if that was a big surprise to you. Uh, that's the reason why they also have another section, which is personal stories, videos from that put human faces on this problem of food scarcity throughout uh, throughout the entire country, because you can see this sort of these personal stories uh, helping out people who need assistance and people who at the moment don't need assistance because um if 
I think there are a lot a lot of people feel as though, well, no, I'm not so, I'm not so back on my heels that I need to go on food stamps. And there have been decades of uh, government figures who've been trying to shame people uh, that hey, ac- accepting the the help that you're entitled to by the programs that are supported by by the public around you, that's a shameful thing, and no one should be able to no one should do that. And we're, that's why we're making it harder for people to get assistance like that. Nope, you are entitled to this. This you this is why they they call these entitlements. You are entitled to this as a citizen. Sometimes even as non a non citizen, you still have these resources available to you. And if you are think if you are one of those people who has been thinking, oh well, gosh, I can't, I can't believe that I would ever be so hard up that I would have to take public assistance to feed myself or my family. You will look at these stories and you will recognize your neighbors, your family members, your friends, maybe even yourself. This is not, uh, this is not an academic problem. This is a problem that everybody throughout the country is feeling uh, everywhere that you go that we absolutely need to address. And it's resources like this that are are very, very good practical help. You might ask, well, how come they need an actual portal? Why not? Like, why are this stuff into Google search itself? Um, they do explain that when Google was uh, announcing this in their blog in their blog post. That's you know if you do a search for a lot of people who need assistance don't know what specific terms to search for. Uh, how do you find your state assistance? How do you find federal assistance? How do There's you find a special privilege that comes with using a search engine? Yeah. Like it's it's you you have to know how to like go in and find the things you need. And I do think it's kind of wonderful that you can just go to findfoodsupport.withgoogle.com and you just have this whole, all it is, it's just linking you to all the external sites. But I even like to do this like in my articles. I like to link yeah. to support pages and things that people might not otherwise find on their own because they're very important and very helpful. And at least because they're public, they, you know, should be visible to you. And so Google says its whole point is indexing the web. One way to index the web is just to make this easy portal. Can I just say something, Andy, that is kind of, um, uh, it's a bummer, but I think it's just important to a lot of, when you go in and you can actually just type in like your zip code, if you're just curious to see what programs are available in your area, in your town. And I noticed that in my town, very small town, all the support mostly comes from schools. And just something to think about next time you're voting on some school measures. Those are public institutions where a lot of children, that's the only place that they like get support that they need um, between seven and three. I was, I was very pleased to hear that. I think in California, they recently passed a measure that says that all public schools, they get free breakfast, they get free lunch. No it says right here, 12 to 1 15 PM. You can come Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And for years it's been, uh, teachers have been saying that many of our children, this is the only uh, nutritious meal that they're going to get because of the situation they have at home. Uh, and uh, the search tool that's on uh, findfoodsupport.withgoogle.com links uh, people to 90,000 different uh, organizations that were uh, that provide uh, food banks, food shelters. And like you said, it's not, oh, well, go to this government local government office where the local government has mobilized it. No, it's community organizations, it's churches, it's schools that realize that we are in a position to do this where uh, our local government for because of stretched resources for whatever reason cannot um the organiza- the origins of this are pretty cool it's not just a oftentimes you'll see you'll get a press release about something like this and it's like oh well gosh it's it's i forgot it's it's june it's pride month and so suddenly this this organization wants to tell us about this wonderful outreach program that they've just launched no with mm-hmm. this uh, with this thing uh, it's it's been a long, long project. Uh, the head of this project, this uh, findfoodsupport.withgoogle.com, is Emily Ma, uh, who's a long-term uh, Google vet. She first used to work at what used to be Google X. Uh, this is a moonshot project. Oh, uh, wow. Became, okay. Became Project Delta, uh, all working on programs of reducing food race, waste and uh, addressing food insecurity. Uh, so as mm. of December uh, she was named as the head of this program, so this seemed to be uh, the, a, a effort called a food for good. That seems to be okay. We've coalesced this into here's how we can aim and target this, and this is going to be an ongoing, uh, ongoing effort. And so, yeah, see, this is this is why 
I have to like keep, I, I, thank God there's Facebook where I can always be just mean spirited against them because whatever, <laughs> okay, whatever I was going to say, I'm, I'm saying, cause we're no matter what I'm going to accuse them of, even if there's no proof of it, it's, there's going to be proof of it later on. You almost think with Google, it's like, uh, they're a big, big company. They do many, 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 many things. Some of them are selfish and stupid and harmful, uh, and short-sighted. But some of these things are genuinely very, very good that this this program that they've just launched, it's um, they would not have put made a blog post about it if they were not interested in publicizing it. But mostly you get the impression they just want people to know about this resource that's available. It's they've been working on this for for years. This is not going to make them any money, but this is something that they are able uh, able to do and is very, very much in line with their. Uh, stated goal. I mean, there, there are two phrases that uh, are sort of linked uh, intrinsically with Google's operation. One was, of course, do no evil, the original mandate, which was sort of sidelined a little bit, uh, bad PR move on their part. But the other is, as you referred to either uh, before, our job is to get all the inf- organize all the information that's available on the internet and make it available and useful to humans. And the fact that there are people that don't know that here is a place that is three miles away from your house that will give you $100 worth of groceries, including fresh vegetables, including dairy, including everything you need. Every Thursday, you just tell them that you need some help and they will just simply make it available to you. No forms to fill out, no nothing. That there is, uh, if you want to shop at your local market, there is federal, there is a government assistance that uh, they will give, they will give you a card that you can use to pay for most of the stuff that you can find in any supermarket. And all this, it's, it's a shame that so many people that uh, could benefit from this sort of assistance don't avail themselves of it, either because it's too difficult to find the connection or because they think that they don't, uh, they're not entitled to it or that they don't deserve it. So this is the sort of thing that will help out magnificently. <sighs> Always good. That was fun. Good it's good. It's, it's, yeah. it's fun, fun to end on a high note. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, God, but we're, I don't think either one of us is done like writing and doing stuff that needs to be done before the 4th of July holiday. We've got at least, uh, I've been looking at your, your, your headlines over the, over Gizmodo over the course of the week. Uh, what, what's, what do you people, what do you want to flag for people <laughs> this week? Don't forget, you can go to flowrights.tech. That's my special little link, and that'll take you to my author page at Gizmodo. Um, I also still have a website, florenceion.com, which if you're still looking for a community to join of like-minded people who are nice, um, <laughs> don't forget you can join my Discord. So Excellent. I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm having a difficult – I'm starting a difficult transition period because this was the week that I finally decided that <sighs> they're really – is no it's it's stupid for me not to start a newsletter because if i come up with a list of all these problems i've been trying to solve for the past two or three years of how do i want to publish my stuff what kind of freedom do i want to have do i want to deal with ads do i want to do this i don't know how i'm going to do it i don't know what tools i'm going to use i don't know you know all the stuff but it's like newsletter 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 it's like it's like the moment when you realize that like you know what we've been we've made a lot of good use out of this two bedroom apartment but now that we have our third kid we don't know how we're going to get a house with <laughs> with more room in a backyard but this time next year we're going to have a house with a backyard because it's clearly <laughs> that time for that. Until then, as usual, spell my last name. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you go to my website, anotgo.com, which is one of the reasons why I'm realizing that I probably should have a newsletter because I don't want to keep redesigning my website. It also has links to all that sort of stuff. Uh, you'll see pictures of uh, Hollywood celebrities such as Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick and pretty much that's it. Uh, continuing to edit my photos from the recent photo. It is a weird from thing. From your recent you... paparazzi, your bout of paparazziism. Document, document, documentary street photography. Are you a documentarian? I exactly. I've, I've, <laughs> Documentation. Uh, can, I, can I just say that it's very, very weird. Like every, when there's an entire week in which, I mean, literally all I'm doing is like going downstairs and stepping in front of the stepping outside the door, like just to like see what the weather's going to be like and breathe a little fresh air and see, oh, well, there's a Hollywood film set bursting with activity 
and with like actors and kids with like Nerf guns shooting at adult actors and then say, oh, well, got a podcast in 10 minutes. Better go back inside. That, so and then when that when that stops happening after the week, it's like, oh, I wonder why there aren't kids in like home ed fatigues who are shooting Nerf guns at famous Hollywood actors who are running away time and time and time again as extras keep resetting. The scene. It seems weird not to have that. <laughs> And he got used to the good life. Anyway, it's fun. It's fun. It's been a fun summer so far. Uh, so uh, as usual, go to Relay.fm slash material to uh, become a member of uh, Relay.fm. Uh, you'll be helping us out uh, with a little extra uh, extra money. We will also uh, thank you in the form of, uh, of uh, uh, specials, of uh, actual uh, bonus episodes on exciting and interesting and uh, and different topics. Uh, we've got a couple in the pipeline that we're looking forward to. We might be, we're probably going to be, next one we're recording sometime this month, aren't we? Yes, we are. So it's going to be a book club. I think you're going to enjoy it. But if you go to relay.fm material, you can also email us with any questions, comments, observations, whether you want to make them public and have us read them on the show or just for our uh, eyes and ears only. That's also perfectly fine. You can also tweet at us at material podcast or at our Twitter handles, and we will read it there. So that's going to be it for us. If you're in America, have a wonderful uh, 4th of July. If you're not in America, have a wonderful 4th of July uh, and hope we <laughs> listen to us again next week. Till then, be safe, be happy, be healthy. Bye.